Namaste, a zombie. Hi, everybody. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. We are not namaste uh, zombies, (laughs) but (laughs) each week we talk about what? (laughs) We we haven't done this for one week. You threw me off with your nama zombie. Namaste a zombie. We talk about things like cryptozoology. Uh, zombies. Zombies. True crime. The the if you're if you have a if you have a pet and their head just falls right off. Urban legends. Uh, their head falls off, then grows legs, and then their body, which the head fell off of, grows a smaller head. So it just regrows a head. Yeah, it turns into two. It's like an amoeba. It turns into two animals, two separate animals. We talk about anything spooky related. Uh huh. Yep. Thank you very much. Uh, if this, well, every single week, Lindsay and I, separately of one another, will research a topic. Lindsay will align her chakras. I will align my shadow chakras. And uh, we reconvene in our home one week later and we discuss what we've researched, quote unquote, with each and every one of you and each other. So we listen with you. And this week, we are dedicating this episode to the entire Diddy committee, the entire Diddy family. Love the Diddy family. Who else? I don't know. Maybe the Obamas. Okay, sure. I feel like the Diddy family <laughs> and the Obamas are on the same page. So like at least in terms of like how we feel about him, like how we I yeah. like I just have this I, I have a lot of respect for the Diddies. I guess as yeah. well as the Obamas. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the same thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh do with that what you will. Really quick before we get into today's episode. So if you've listened to our last episode, episode seventy one, Lindsay and I just started doing hot yoga, Bikram hot yoga. Now, we just got back from our Lindsay's sixth class and my fifth class today because I skipped one because I'm a baby boy. That's um, okay. You were scared. I was so scared. I, I drove Lindsay there and I went to go inside and I went, ah, and I ran away. <laughs> and Lindsay had to drive home and I ran six miles back to our house. Well, we do Halloween Bikram yoga, which it's like, <laughs> it's already really hot yoga. And then once you get into a pose and you're like, nailing it a ghost pops out of nowhere and scares the bejesus off you bejesus off of you well yeah because you sweat everything out so <laughs> it the bejesus gets sweated out or off off you scared the bejesus off of me <laughs> <laughs> but um what i'd like to do really quick Lindsay, is maybe you and i can give our listeners uh our own mantra and maybe i'll put some like really peaceful bird sounds or something behind this Maybe we can just like offer like a spooky Halloween yoga mantra for our listeners for the entire week. Like a bit of advice. Why don't I start? Okay. Okay. And now I will have already added sound effects here. The skeleton, right? The skeleton, your skeleton has been inside of you all along. Was that good? I guess so. I mean, I hope that's not eye-opening for someone. Like, I hope everybody knows that their skeleton is in their body. Yeah. Do you have one? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. No, I mean, do you have like a little... (laughs) Yeah, I have a skeleton, and I guess I can make one up. Yeah, do it. Listen to your brain and your guts and your blood flowing through your body and then pouring out of your body. That was good. Yeah. Were they good? Well, yeah, It's I like was assuming that like all your your brain and your blood and your guts are in your body and then you get murdered and then you zo- you like you zen yoga out 
as it pours out of your body. Why do you have to get murdered in yours? Well, it's murder yoga. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because they have like... Where you're in a dark alley and you have to do... You have to do all the Bikram hot yoga poses, which there's 26, but you have to not get murdered. Okay. <laughs> there's yeah. like a... There's one designated Jack the Ripper that runs around uh-huh. and they murder you. <laughs> they try to find you during... Uh, whatever your poses that I don't know the names of, and then they just give yeah. you a little stab. I mean, I feel like yoga is supposed to be about like feeling your body and listening to your body and being one with your body. Like you would probably also get that feeling when you're about to be murdered, right? Yeah, I don't really know. This took a turn that I wasn't <laughs> expecting, but you know, I, I don't know how far off base we are because there are a lot of these yoga classes now where it's like, oh, goat yoga, puppy yoga. Yeah, that's just uh, therapy because it's just like you're you not get, really doing yoga. No, not really. You're playing with puppies. Yeah. Quit well, fooling yourself. I, well, I, I kind of like the idea of murder yoga without the murder, though. <laughs> Maybe it's just scary. It's just like you yeah, almost Yeah, you get, might get murdered. Yeah, you never know. You just have to sit in time out if they tag you. Well, then that's not even... Yeah, why even call it murder yoga then? Well, you're the murdered. Oh, it's you like get a, You get to baller. go sit and murder time out. Okay, I get it. Oh, well, so it's like a Well, last week, <laughs> I think I talked about haunted vehicles. Uh-huh. Dr. Kevorkian's van. Yeah. JFK's recycled death car. Yeah, use a different car. Yeah. Um, mm. You had a bunch of breaking booze. Yeah, it was a busy week. What? Two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah. It was a very busy week. And I'm first this week. And I do not have any breaking booze because I have, I'm being real, I'm being literal. I have one of my favorite stories that I've ever brought in because it's based in truth and fact. And it's also based in government conspiracy and cover up. Okay. And it also has to do with one of our favorite places on earth that we've talked about on the show, Antarctica. Oh, yeah, where the Dave and Busters is. Yeah, where people are leaving Yelp reviews for, uh, well, I was going to say fictitious Dave and Busters, but I don't know. Mm. I haven't been there. We don't know. Uh Uh-uh. So this whole story is directly out of some cult horror film, like creature horror film, like a creature from the Black Lagoon or something like that, like a monster movie. So I think what what makes this creepier just in general is all the mystery that is sort of surrounding Antarctica in general. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of who goes there? It's cold. It's cold. It's barren. It's desolate. Yeah. Uh, There are some bases there where they're doing like research. Who even knows what they're researching? It's just a bummer place, you know? It's kind of a bummer place because it's really cold all Isn't the time. Isn't it like really scary to get there too? Like you have to take a tiny little plane and like your plane might not make it. I don't know. I, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> I would think it'd be scary. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it would for sure be scary. I just don't know if that's the actual way it's not how like you get there's there. An airport there. It's actually the, 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 the largest airport in the world <laughs> and it's very nice. It's in Antarctica. Yeah. And there are 10 Starbucks in the entire airport and a Garrett's popcorn. Oh, from Chicago. Oh, from Chicago. Yeah. They, okay. they, they try to put like a little place of the, the biggest airports in the Antarctica airport. Gotcha. To make it seem nice for everybody. So essentially what this is, is a government cover up or a government conspiracy based around an animal that they found in Antarctica that right now they are referring to as organism 46B. Wow, that's a really technical little buddy. Well, and the B does stand for buddy. (laughs) Organism 46, buddy. 
Okay. So maybe it's their 46th little buddy. So I have a lot of little notes here. So mystery is cultivated in part by international powers that insist on secrecy and place the vast majority of the icy region of Antarctica completely off limits. So a lot of the areas of Antarctica where there are bases, like international research stations set up on this place. Yeah. You're, it's essentially like invitation only. You're only allowed to be there on like an as needed basis. And it's usually only a select group of researchers and scientists. And that's it. Yeah, I would imagine that because when they have to be like handpicked, like they would have to be able to survive out there. They'd have to be smart enough to actually do the research that needs to be done out there. Mm -hmm. So this research specifically is happening around Lake Vostok. V-O-S-T-O-K, on the Vostok base or Vostok research facility or something like that. So the reason why is because Lake Vostok is supposed to have almost identical conditions as Europa, the largest or one of the the most, I guess, what, well-known moons of Jupiter. Okay. So they're, they're doing a lot of research around this Lake Vostok at the Vostok research base because they're like, maybe if we can find things out about this lake, about this frozen lake, we can find more out about Europa, that moon and Jupiter. So there's this there's this tie between what's happening literally in outer space and they're trying to localize their research in Antarctica and see how they would maybe drill into the ice, how they would test for certain things if they were to ever like start doing more research on the moon Europa of Jupiter. And this is all real stuff. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. If we find out information about our own planet with a similar lake or area. Just a similar like geography. No, not, not geography. Like climate weather conditions land conditions yeah so it's actually like a much cheaper way to do all this research because they're not flying out all these ships and then like the likelihood of them messing something up like skyrockets no pun intended oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) well so the reason why this is or why lake vostok is just like europa there is a completely sealed off fresh water source underneath like six to seven hundred meters of ice so there's what like a meter what is like three foot per meter kind of sort of so that's like uh 1800 feet of ice and then at the bottom of this ice there's fresh water there's like its own lake underneath all this ice right because it hasn't been touched because it hasn't been touched but a lot of people think that I'll, i'll get to that in a second and in this lake in the underneath all the ice in Lake Vostok, they have found, and this is all real stuff, they have found over 3,500 new species that live in this lake at the bottom of Lake Vostok underneath all this frozen ice. Are they just like little creature buddies or like are they like bigger fish and stuff? Uh, they're all are humans and there's been a human race living <laughs> under the thing. No, they're mostly, uh, I have a little quote. They found species that are generally associated with mollusks and fish. Uh, one researcher said that they might actually have fish, like larger fish under there. They, they just haven't right. found them yet. So they're finding like little swimmy buddies, little 
plankton-y things, little creepy crawlies, but 3,500 brand new species they've found in this lake, specifically in Lake Vostok. And what's cool is because it's so deep, there's a theory that this lake was created by a crater or an asteroid or something that hit and then over time froze over, right? Because it's 1,600 or 1,800 feet deep. Right. Which is neat. And they think that this environment could essentially host life if there were like single cell organisms or microorganisms on an asteroid that hit there a long time ago. So these could literally be little teeny creatures. Yeah, from the The outer outer space. space. The outer space, not the inner space. No, and that's something that we try to focus on in yoga is our inner and our outer spaces. I get mad when people are in inner MySpace. <laughs> you know, speaking of MySpace, I guess MySpace just lost like all the music they had stored on MySpace. I thought MySpace wasn't around anymore. Well, I guess it's really not around, but there was a story I saw where a lot of the music that people had stored on MySpace from a very long time ago, from 600 years ago, yeah, gone, vanished, just totally gone. Well, they gone. could just find it on all the platforms we have now. But maybe you have like a really cool secret track. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> okay. Okay, so... They have this Lake Vostok. It's almost identical to the moon Europa of Jupiter. And they found little buddies in it. So you might think that little buddies are on Jupiter. Yes, Mm -hmm. perhaps. Okay, so this is where some of the conspiracies start start to come in. The quote, off limits to all but a few, end quote, nature of Antarctica. Many uh, Many conspiracy theorists suggest that Russian scientists... And indeed, other high-ranking international figures are likely aware of much more than the public can even begin to imagine. The only human presence on Antarctica is a collection of international scientists, end quote. So they might be a secret club. It might be a secret government club doing research very specific to Lake Vostok. Yeah, right. like specific to these little, these little buddies underneath the thing. Uh, visitation to this base is, again, on a need to be there, uh, a, a need to... Oh, visitation to this uh, base is on a need to be there basis. No one's allowed just to like be a lot. There's no lollygagging. There's no loitering. If they need you at Lake Vostok, you need to be at Lake Vostok. And if they don't need you, you're somewhere other than Lake Vostok. Okay. And this alone, this whole like super lockdown uh, sort of a, a rule that they have going on creates more conspiracy and suspicion. Well, I would think that, I mean, that makes sense because you want it to stay in its natural habitat as much as possible. Yeah. So the more people you send there, the more that human interaction is going to ruin it. Sure. I mean, it's 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 difficult to ruin because it's 1,800 feet or it's like 2,000 feet below ice. But like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally understand only having people who need to be there, there. Right. But, but I mean, you know, humans get excited and humans like to think that there's other stuff going on. But according to a whistleblower who was working for the Russian government, who since he started leaking this stuff, he moved to Switzerland and in his hide and is in hiding. Yeah. Because he's scared. So there was a, a recent whistleblower that was working from Russia. His name is... Well, if he's hiding, why would we know his name? Well, because he left and was blowing all the... It was... <laughs> blowing all the whistles. He was blowing all the whistles. <laughs> um, but then now he's hiding in Switzerland, probably under a different name. Oh, okay. Um, but he left. His name is Dr. Anton Padalka. Okay. So he was saying that the Russian government and other people around uh, the United States are keeping their activities there extremely secretive. According to these rumors, there is, quote, another continent... 
deep below the ice, like this underwater continent. So meaning there's just like a lot of creatures and stuff there that uh, no one's really known about until now. One that hosts an ancient civilization unknown to the modern world. As well as this, there are, quote, hundreds and hundreds, end quote, of lakes flowing beneath the icy surface. As we know from the published experiments at Lake Vostok, there most certainly is water below underneath all the ice. So what Padalka is saying is that other documents that really haven't been released yet, there's also multiple lakes underneath all this ice that also hosts life. Which is pretty common. I mean, they found like underwater lakes. Mm-hmm. Like we don't know a lot about the ocean. The ocean is very vast and crazy and huge. Yes, true. And we also don't know a ton about what happens around Antarctica because it's just right. super cold all the time. But according to Padalka, who was working at the Vostok base or the Vostok research whatever place, um, I don't feel very smart today. Uh, <laughs> I guess there's there's more than we know because there was only the one published report that said, hey, there is a lake underneath all this water. But according to Padalka, there is way more than just the one lake. Right. So according to Padalka, there's a specialized elevator that was installed that goes super far down the icy surface, which allowed um, specialists and scientists to travel down to explore the previous the, the previously unseen environment. So to check out the ice and to maybe even see some of the actual water uh, 2,000 feet below the all this ice. The down there. Yes. This operation alone took over a decade to complete, which I think validates it even more that they took over 10 years just to drill in 2,000 feet of ice and to get the technology they needed and whatever else. Once they did venture down below the surface, they discovered something that surprised them. It was deadlier than they ever imagined and something that the Russian government is now trying to weaponize. And this is organism 46B, 46Buddy yeah. that they found down there. So what organism 46B is, according to the reports that were leaked by Dr. Padalka, it was a 14-armed octopus that they found underneath. So, hmm. I mean, they, they really can't call it an octopus, nor right. is it a squid, but it looked like an octopus, I guess. It didn't look like a squid. Oh, but what's it had, a 14? Uh. Four, four, talk to four. Octa, talk- octa, octa, octopus. <laughs> eight, 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 eight. <laughs> what is that? That's way over 14. I think, uh, I'm going to do a little quick math here. I think that's 32 legs. So it would be a double octopus minus two. Yeah. Octa, octopus minus two legs. Yeah. Okay. So organism 46B Perfect. is a 14 legged octopus that they saw down there. And according to Dr. Padalka, they got it, they captured it. So according to Padalka's reports, again, published reports, organism 46B uh, has the ability to paralyze prey with venom. Okay. Now what's cool, what's even cooler about it, or maybe scarier about it, is that organism 46B has the ability to paralyze its prey with venom, but from 150 feet away. So it can like squirt venom at someone. I guess, yeah, like the the equivalent would be to how octopuses or squiddies, squiddy buds, octopiedidins can squirt ink to confuse their prey. Right. uh, Or predator, or sorry, confuse their prey or predators. I guess this is just a more high, like significantly higher concentrated stream of venom that can paralyze their prey. Now, what if they shot their venom and they were like, I'm going to get that guy 100 feet away. 
Okay. But then, like, they look over and they, like, see their buddy, like, Raj. Raj, yeah. The fish. Yeah. You know, three tails. Okay. And <laughs> they're like, no, Raj, you're in the way. Oh. Well, then I guess they paralyze Raj and they probably are opportunists and they eat Raj. They just eat all their friends. Swimmy Rajman. And that's the Dennis Aww. Rodman equivalent of a fish. Aww. Swimmy Rajman. Three Didn't- tails. Didn't we already say, we said Rajman, I think a few episodes ago, we said that that was a ghost in someone's phone. Sure. I think Daniel's phone. Poor Daniel. Aw. Sorry, Daniel. Well, that's really weird. That's... Uh, it's extremely weird, but here's what's weirder. So you know how octopi can change their color and sometimes change the texture of their skin to camouflage really well? Right. This thing has the ability to change its color and texture so well that it can quite literally take the appearance of other uh, marine life in this area Hmm. to where it doesn't look like it's doing camouflage. It looks like an exact replica of that thing. Of Raj. Of Raj, yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Swimmy Rajman. I thought you were going to say it could take, it could like transform itself and to make it look like water. Oh, wouldn't that be cool? So basically just invisible. I bet you it could if it wanted to. Organism 46, buddy. That's creepy. Um, So, quote, its ability to change its form altogether, uh, or it has the ability to change its form altogether to mimic other creatures. According to their research, the creature has morphed into 15 other aquatic species, but it morphed into a 16th one, which I guess is the scariest thing that happened. A person? Yeah. Ew. During an observation mission, uh, during an observation mission, you know, I'll just say that sentence again because it's hard for <laughs> me to say. During an observation mission, wow, but Dr. Padalka and an unnamed marine biologist came across another member of their crew who was working uh, in, what's the name of the lake that I keep saying? Voltron? I forget it. (laughs) Well, either way, working there. And by the time they walked over to that crew member that they thought it was, the crew member was actually this octopus. It was actually like the, the, the octopus took the form of this crew member because the octopus had killed that crew member. And as it was like wrapped around this crew member, killing it, it took its form. Ew. How big is this octopus? Probably pretty big because organism 46B, they said uh, to the person it killed, quote, ripped it to pieces, end quote. So it got out and killed David. Mm-hmm. And then made it look made itself look like David. Yes, it did. So, hmm. well, I don't think at, at this point they had captured it yet because Dr. Padalka said that they used their most, quote, agile crew member. So they're like, who can move really fast? Who has like really kicky legs and who has like really spindly arms? Probably David. Oh, Dr. Malta Kalashnik. Oh, so I they was asked, close. They, they, <laughs> they used uh, their spindliest crew member, Dr. Kalashnik, as bait, and they would eventually capture uh, organism 46B. Um, according to Dr. Padalka, though, as soon as they brought it to the surface, Russian security personnel took it and confiscated it for security. Russian authorities, they're trying to study this creature and weaponize its camouflage abilities or its I mean, essentially, it's shape-shifting abilities mm-hmm. to use it as a uh, as a weapon to learn how to like use this thing to their advantage or like for people s- see if they can mimic it. Yeah, somehow, uh, which is crazy. Weird. All all official press releases that would would completely leave out the incident of the thing killing that person. They would just talk about how they found an octopus and they found all the sea life down there underneath uh, the lake. 
That's all that that's all it would say. Uh, in late 2016, I guess a bunch of political and religious leaders from across the globe all converged in this area in Antarctica. But the reason for this, nobody knows. The fact that such powerful people on the planet were all asked to converge on this uh, on the most inhospitable and off-limits terrain at the southernmost point of our world is perhaps telling of the importance and uniqueness of the situation. And Dr. Padalka also said, like, why all would people need to meet there if it wasn't for something pretty important? Because they can just quite literally Skype each other from around the globe and whatever. And it's a huge undertaking to get into Antarctica and to fly to Antarctica. And or to, just meet somewhere else. Or just meet somewhere else. But they all went there hmm. in late 2016. That, that was a real meeting that happened. Weird. So that's a little bit about a real life and well, maybe an even more so real life or heavily documented cryptid known as organism 46b yeah i mean if he's real though true like, i i, I guess according to these reports it is a real thing but this could be one of those things like the russian sleep experiment which i guess was just a big story that like people started eating each other and all this crazy stuff but organism 46 buddy uh, according to these reports and there are there's a lot of verbiage on it online there's a lot of stuff there's there there's some good videos about it too uh, but I think it's real unless we're being pranked and that's okay. That's interesting. Well, even if it is a prank or it isn't real, I mean, like, what a cool movie, right? Oh, exactly. Yeah. And I think it was like, what was one of the movies? Uh, John Carpenter, The Thing or something where they found a creature in Antarctica that was an alien. It like destroyed their base and killed all these people or something. And I guess the 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 parallels between that movie and what's actually happening are pretty wacky. Weird. So not like the funniest topic on Earth. But I thought it was like fitting because it's maybe that is almost like a breaking booze that's been going on for a long time. Right. And we're finding out more and more and more about it. Well, interesting. Yeah. Very interesting topic. I think so, too. I want to keep my finger to the organism 46B pulse. See what's going on. Yeah. See what's happening. Yeah. See if it Maybe turns. that octopus will start like blogging or like have his own social media. <laughs> like if he can take form of a human. Yeah. Then like maybe he'll just start trying to fit into society. Taking selfies and stuff. Yeah. That'd be fine. But it would, it would, like his selfies would always be a different person. Yeah. Just hanging out. Just hanging out <laughs> drinking a Starbucks. <laughs> Is that his voice? Yeah. Oh, cool. Just drinking a limited audition pink drink at Starbucks. Oh, pink drinks are so good. They are pretty good. Well, well, Lindsay, would you like to do some haunted housekeeping with me? Yeah. And then we'll come back and then we can dive in, pun intended, to your to your topic? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, hey, everyone. We will see you under frozen ice in Antarctica in the Haunted Housekeeping Zone in three, two, one. Our extremely haunted show is brought to you by Vidi Space. Vidi Space is an online spooky streaming service started by our buddies Nick Groff and Elizabeth Saint. You can find everything spooky on there, including us, and it's really scary. <laughs> yeah, I think just the fact that we're on there is terrifying. Vidi Space is an app that you can download on your iPhone or your Android. You can also go to vidi.space on your 
computer and search a bunch of super spooky content, documentaries about Bigfoot, alien stuff. Maybe you want to watch some more creepy things about the men in black because this show just really inspired you to do it. Go right ahead. Start streaming and screaming. You can go to vidi.space, that's V-I-D-I dot space, and get a 15-day trial for free and browse all the content you'd like and then see what you think. And then maybe you just want to be spooked and scared and scream all the time. You can do it. We also are a proud member slash part of the Scavengers family at the Scavengers Network. That's true. The Scavengers Network was started by our big, beautiful boss, boy, baby, baby, boy, boy, Colin M. Parker. And it's home to a lot of wonderful podcasts and some YouTube vids as well. You can check out podcasts on there like new shows, Insanely Haunted, I Dunno Radio, Myth Takes, a a tabletop role-playing game podcast, the new show Morgan Needs a Podcast by with, with our buddy Morgan Spatola, all sorts of stuff. You can go to scavengersnetwork.com or check out the Scavengers Network on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook and stay up to date with all your pod buds. And each and every one of our dear listeners, if you'd like to, why not become a donor of the Scavengers Network Patreon and help support our show and every other show on the network? You can go to www patreon.com slash the scavengers network and become a donor at one dollar a month two dollars a month five dollars ten dollars or 20 bucks we did a little snippet teaser about swell spells uh little witch spells that you can do for every day but you'll hear more of those if you become a patreon at the scavengers network that's right you help keep the lights on as it were you help fund the shows to maybe at least for our show since you're listening to our show right now maybe do some traveling maybe investigate some haunted places maybe pay for a guest or two to come on the show maybe a doug jones i don't know uh but we would love your support so again that's patreon Patreon.com slash the scavengers network. Take a look if you like. Show us that we you love us. Because <laughs> we love you. W-I-D-K. Do you wish listening to the radio sucked even more? Join Fish Stick. Neil deGrasse Tyson. If I was going to get in a fight and I had to pick one astrophysicist to be on my side. <laughs> Lulu. In the beginning, there was milk. And it came out of a cow or whatever. This is right. a completely accurate representation of the history of milk, by the way. The Professor. I think it'd be pretty psychologically damaging to have to fight two building-sized babies. And mulch. I don't want a body like John Cena because that just seems like a lot of extra spaces to have to clean. Like, there's a reason he's completely shaved. It's I Don't Know Radio, part of the Scavengers Network and Podcast NH. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and unfortunately, everywhere else. Welcome back. <laughs> Hopefully you can wrap your brain around all the tentacles that we just threw at you. I I also want people to know we always we usually giggle after we say welcome back, but it's only when you say it because Lindsay's eyes get really big and she usually pulls her head really far back and then moves her face really close to the mic very quickly. I like to get myself like ripped and gripped before I get into my topic. Oh, oh yeah? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, this week I have two stories. Okay. Two stories, two legs. What? I have two stories and two legs. Because <laughs> octopuses, they have more than two. So, And that guy had 
14. 14. So the the two legs that you have make up for the other two that would be a double octopus. Right. 16 legs. Well, the story I have for you this week is a story about Dale Kersutter. Dale Kersutter? Yeah. So Dale, he worked at a place called the Corning Glassworks plant in Bradford, Pennsylvania. So not too far from us. No. Well, yeah, at least the, the our neighbor to the whatever. What is that? East. East. <laughs> <laughs> Dale was a divorced father of six who worked at the plant for 29 years, and he had recently been transferred as a trades worker to a security guard. That involved him taking a pay cut of 5000 to $7,000 per year. So pretty hefty pay cut. I wonder why why he did that. He had six kids. Uh, economy, probably. Oh, um, sure. So <laughs> I don't think he wanted to lose that money, but he did. So he okay. was a little down on his luck. At 11 o'clock p.m. on September 12, 1987, the 50-year-old Dale showed up for work at his overnight shift as a security card at the Corning Glassworks plant. You said this was September of 1987? Yes. Okay, so I would have been one year old, and you would have not even been one year old. You would have been almost one, so I'm older than you. And oh, yeah. Probably would have been still stronger physically. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, at 7 a.m. the following morning, Dale's relief, the guy that was going to replace him, arrived oh, yeah. to discover that he was missing. Dale was missing? Dale was missing. Dale's truck was still in the parking lot with the keys in the ignition. His day pack and a full carton of cigarettes was still inside the truck. That's a lot of cigarettes. Along with a holster, or a holster for a 22 caliber gun, which he carried, being security guard, that yeah. was actually never found. Just the holster was found. Okay. Now, I, I did think you were going to say a Hollister t-shirt. A Hollister. Well, I did say Hollister at first, and then my brain started working. So then I corrected it and said a holster. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dale's keys to the plant and newspaper were found on a table in the cafeteria, along with his lunch pail, which still had all the food inside. Okay. A police dog was brought in to track Dale's scent from the cafeteria. The dog went from the cafeteria to the second floor, and, but the weird thing was it came to an end at the plant's glass furnace. Okay. So obviously they were like, okay, this is weird. Maybe he fell into the furnace. Maybe he purposely fell into the furnace. Yeah. We don't know what's going on. Oh, my gosh. So it was a little creepy. They knew he was kind of down on his luck. Like I said, he was divorced. He had a bunch of kids. Like He took he a $7,000 pay cut. Right. He had been at this plant for almost 30 years. He takes this oh. huge pay cut. So everybody's kind of like weirded out. But the family is like, no way. He was such a positive person. He would never do that. He would never leave his six kids. Like, even that he was bummed about his pay cut, like he still showed up to work every day and was a good worker and all this stuff. With a name like Dale, you got to be great. <laughs> his name is Dale. <laughs> so they did have a bunch of security cameras. Um, the security tape from the night was later checked. The plant had three security cameras that were fed on alternate intervals. So the camera would change like every so many seconds oh, to sure. each camera. The footage revealed an unidentified masked intruder walking through the plant at various points between midnight and 1 a.m. Oh, gross. So they're watching these videos, and between shots, they see this masked guy just kind of popping up in these videos. You know what 
I'm still scared of. Like what still gives me the heebie-jeebies is like security camera footage. Yeah, like just staring at a security camera where there's like nothing going on and it's that like black and white slash almost greenish kind of color. And like just waiting for something to happen. There's on one of our many like deep rabbit hole YouTube things. I'm, I'm sure we were like, let's watch scary security camera footage or oh, whatever. Oh yeah, they're so creepy. That might've been when we were looking at videos of dark web stuff and we're like, let's just go for broke. <laughs> and I don't know why that's so creepy to look like, imagine <sighs> being a security guard and just having to stare at those cameras all night. I don't know. With like, no one there. There's the whole thing like, you know, security guards in that situation, like you, you always see them falling asleep or something. Maybe they fall asleep because they're so scared they're going to see something. They're like, I think I'm, that's, yeah. I'll just take a nap. I'm just going to go take a nap because I don't <laughs> want to know what's in this building with me. And I think like maybe, maybe that fear stems from like almost being helpless or like being stuck or trapped or something because it's happening in other parts of the building and you're like well to go there i have to like i'm almost trapped like they know more than yeah it's creepy stuff well there's even so many video games where like if you go into a room of a creepy place like i remember silent hill used to do this a lot it was like their gimmick trick that like you would basically click on a security camera and it would show you the security camera and like behind you, you would see something. And then like as you clicked off and turned around, like nothing was there. Don't like it. Like it's so creepy, but they were still checking the security cameras. So they see this intruder about midnight to 1 a.m. And then finally on one of the security cameras, they see the intruder meeting up with Dale in the back of the plant. Okay. So they both walk past the security camera together, and Dale oh. appears to look up and stare directly at the camera at the camera before disappearing out of frame. Oh, so he just moved out of frame. So yes, they okay. walked out oh, of okay. frame, but he—it's odd because you can actually watch the video online, and he—he he does oddly look at the camera. Did you watch it? Yeah. Oh. So Dale does not show up in the security footage again, and one shot shows the intruder heading towards the glass furnace, but this is without Dale. Yeah. The same area where the police dog tracked Dale's scent to the furnace. There was also a shot of the intruder wheeling something in a large bag to the back of the plant. Okay. So it's very odd. And then they soon discovered that $250,000 worth of platinum lining had been stolen from the furnace. So this guy obviously robbed the place. Yeah. But it's very unknown to what happened to Dale. It seems like Dale knew about it. And so if this guy was a masked person who came in, pretty pretty tough to identify who the masked person was, but they knew they, they could see Dale. So I think Dale was just like, well, I got to go right now and I got to run away because they'll charge me with it too. So maybe he was working with this guy. Well, the theories are oh. that it appeared that the intruder had almost forced Dale to escort him to the area containing the platinum before he was murdered and then disposed of his body into the furnace. Because remember that the dog tracked his scent to the furnace. Yeah. Although they did check the furnace, the furnace, those furnaces for like glass and everything, they get so hot that you wouldn't even... (laughs) 70 degrees at least. Fahrenheit. (laughs) Um, They get so hot that you most likely wouldn't even find a bone in there. 
Yeah, I mean, they're they're quite literally melting sand to turn to hot goop. Yeah. So the Corning's glass plant believed that Dale was actually involved in the theft. So this kind of goes to your theory. That's my so theory for sure. The two theories are basically this guy walked around the building, wanted to steal stuff, knew Dale was there, had Dale escort him to where the stuff was, killed him and threw him in the furnace and Dale's dead. Because remember all his stuff was there. Yeah. Including his truck. So if he were to run, how did he get away unless he knew the intruder? That's my, yeah. So the other theory, like I said, relating back to yours, is that Dale walked through the plant and he stared directly into the security camera. Some people interpret that as a signal for help or other people say that he's taunting the company about the crime. Okay. Dale was in debt. He was very unhappy um, that his employer had made a pay cut and that he had been given the security position, third shift. And so the Corning still believed that he escorted the intruder to the furnace, helped him steal the platinum, and then skipped town to share the profits. Of course, Dale's family, like I said, they said he was a hard worker. He would do anything. He wouldn't leave his... Ch- I mean, when they thought it was suicide, he, they said he wouldn't leave his children or anything like that. So the family still believes that something foul play was was happening here. They don't think that he would actually get involved in something so illegal and then abandon his whole family. Yeah, because I was going to say like maybe he was mailing him checks or something and said, don't tell anyone that I'm mailing you these checks. But then it didn't sound like he was mailing him anything. Right. So, I mean, what has it been? Like 30 something years? 87. So 31 years. Yeah. And there's still no trace of Dale. 32 years? I don't know. Math is like, you know, not spooky enough for me to care. So. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) It would have been, it would be, it would be 32 years this September. So yeah, no trace of Dale. Man, I hope I did that math right. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's a cool story. Yeah. They never found him. They never found any other investigation of him being murdered. Yeah. They just have, it literally seemed like as if he had vanished. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, really weird. That is really weird. So it's kind of unsolved. Um, My next story is just a quick little story. It is about the grave robbers in 1990s. I like kind of remember this story, but not really. When I was going to a conference a few weeks ago, my buddy, um, not Colin Parker or Colin Parkin, but my other buddy Colin and I were driving and we were driving past a cemetery Mm -hmm. and uh, (laughs) what... There was nothing else there, but we saw like just right next to the road, this big open grave dug up. Ew. There was like no equipment there, no nothing. It was very creepy. That's really weird. Yeah, it was very weird. And then we jumped inside and we- uh, (laughs) Had a tea party. We had a tea party. In the grave. (laughs) Because we're spooky friends. We are. Um, This was in the early 1990s. I don't know if anybody remembers this if you were a 90s kid. Um, there was a <laughs> there was a homemade VHS that was circulating around called Grave Robbing for Morons. What? It features a young man explaining how to rob graves without getting caught. And he would show bones that were most valuable. He claimed that all the bones that he showed in the video were bones that he actually had dug up. He had an actual human skull that he said was stolen. That like, like you'd sell them? To people? Well, you could sell the bones. I mean, people 
bury a lot of precious stuff with like uh, bodies yeah, like, like jewelry jewelry and, stuff. and yeah like i mean people have buried money with people yeah. it's weird well I, like i i understand the whole like you know you you bury someone with possessions that they like right like i mean if you look back at like egypt I mean, it was like you bury them with a ton of stuff. So they have a ton of stuff in the afterlife. But yeah, that's I never thought about that. Like, you I don't know. I kind of feel like if I was buried with like, say, a bunch of diamonds. Yeah. Although cool. Like if I woke up in the afterlife, I don't think diamonds is going to help me like fight my way out of the river of sticks. God forbid I go to heck. Yeah. Well, I feel like you and I will probably go to heck. Um, <laughs> uh, but like, what would you want to be buried with? Probably something survival toolish. For if you go to heck. Yeah, I mean, even heaven, though, too. It's like, we're wherever you go. Yeah. It, life's not easy. It's probably not going to be easy wherever you go. Hey, life's not easy. <laughs> okay, well, say say you were going to I don't want to shine bright like a diamond. Okay. I want like a gapling hook or something. Okay, well, say, say, in order for you to shine like your brightest diamond, if you were going to go to heck, what yeah. three things would you want to be buried with for, for you to escape heck? To survive heck? Well, just assuming what heck is in my head. Yeah. Um, Let's just go with like the like general accepted heck fire and there's the devil. Maybe like a water canteen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because I'll yeah. probably get thirsty. It's probably hot there. Hot yoga has probably trained us for this too. So we're probably oh, fine. So we might have like a hot leg leg up yeah. <laughs> in the yeah. adventure. Oh, thank God we got a hot um, leg up. Maybe like some really comfortable clothes then. Okay. like Basically like, just things that I would probably take to hot yoga. Okay. So water, tight fitting clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and then one more thing. Um, a gun? <laughs> no. Okay. I want something cooler, like maybe like a sickle or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because like a gun would be more useful, well, but like a sickle would look cooler. It would. I don't I know. Would, you got to still stay trendy. I would. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You got to look cool. I would. Um. I would also wear like some. Maybe I would just get like one of those full body like unitards. Yeah, but mm. maybe it kind of warm though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I have a unitard. I would bring, uh, I don't know, maybe a cell phone to, you know, call. Who? You. <laughs> oh, yeah. You think you're going to get reception in heck? Depending on where heck is. You got towers in heck? Well. No. I bring a cell phone. There'd be That would be a pointless thing to bring. Not not really. Fine. Then, you just have it to play Candy Crush on. Because <laughs> yeah, you play, couldn't get any like, service. Uh, gardenscapes. <laughs> And then I would bring I would bring a really good looking fake ID that says new king of heck. Mm. And you'd be like, you know, the, the devil walk over. Hope you're ready to get crushed. And I'd go, well, actually, as I was flipping through my cell phone, like I didn't care, which is that's a tool. That's like a right. cool show offy thing. I would be like. Well, looks like I'm the new king of heck. And he'd go, let me see it. And he'd hold it up and he'd like look at like if it was reflective or see a watermark. Yeah. And go, oh, so this look. This I feel like IDs out. in heck wouldn't be like a physical card. Well, IDs in heck would probably be like a human heart that you is like of your family members. Then I'd get a really good looking fake. <laughs> Okay. Well, anyways, this homemade VHS is circulating around in the 90s. The guy would give grave robbing tips. He would tell you how to do it. He gives the nicknames of himself and his grave, grave robbing crew. There's Anthony, Gino, Taco, and Poochie. What kind of nickname is Anthony? I don't know. I think they're just all Italian, I guess. Yeah, but Taco is, is, I mean, is... uh, Anthony, Gino, Taco, and Poochie. Okay, sure. But, you know, tacos are... (laughs) 
uh, Hispanic in origin. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know if they were like, "Hey, lasagna taco." It you was the '90s, so it was like, I don't know, what's a cool nickname? I don't know, probably Anthony. Probably Anthony. <laughs> do we have? I have a lot of members on my mom's side of the family that do talk just like that. Yeah. Well, they had vows to continue robbing graves um, with this crew just for the fun of it. So to this day, no one knows who this video was made by who the narrator is, who any of these people are. Um, And there's actually a site dedicated to finding out the origin of the video and the identity of the narrator. Maybe my guess, Anthony. (laughs) I mean, maybe his name just clearly is Anthony. They just need to find his last name. I mean, there are a lot of Anthonys. There are. But they don't have any information. Um, because of the over the top nature of these videos, you can watch them online too. They're, well, it's funny because the video quality is terrible and it literally is just like an instructional video on how to rob graves. But some people think that these videos are a hundred percent fake and they don't rob graves. They're just trying to do it like with the fear factor because this was around, you have to keep in mind, this is around the same time that the big um, reality of like Faces of Death was out. Oh, yeah. Which if you remember Faces Faces of Death, don't look it up if you're younger. No, don't. <laughs> it's don't. really brutal. But it was a very morbid site to a lot of morbid things. I watched one of those with our They're buddy. so gross with and our buddy, creepy. Uh, Chris Schur or Critter who was trying to find us Pavalia ghost wine. Yeah, it's just like, oh, why does that exist? I think it's just shock well, value. It is shock value. It's, you know, not being able to look away from a car accident kind of thing. Yeah. But and it's, ugh. yeah, but they don't know if this video is legit, if these people really are robbing graves and maybe still out there today doing it, or if they were totally just making this up for a shock value just to get the publicity. That's that's kind of how I feel about a lot of the videos that surface on the dark web. Uh, oh, yeah. I feel like they're all just kind of made just for show and shock value but then you never know some could be real right and that's the weird thing is you know i was just reading something about the dark rub the other day probably something not good it's a it's a game that it basically okay to my understanding it's a game that's really big on the dark web right now or the deep web whatever Uh, dark i don't know which web you can find it on but it's a game where you go through series of doors and if you go by certain doors you hear almost like different things so certain doors will have like screaming it sounds like children screaming oh great and like people have reported that like and like scientists have actually tried to analyze like are these legitimate screams like of help or is this like oh my kid got excited and screamed high pitch at the park and somebody recorded it and put it on there but the scientists are actually saying that a lot of the the mannerisms of the screams or the things that they're hearing or the whispers are legit like people are scared so it's audio of people who like might actually be murdered or scared or yeah so that's like this game going around right now you and i you know like the macabre and like the whatever but you know sometimes it's too far well i think a lot of times it's too far and i think that like (laughs) our the 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 dark web is no place for us no that we try to convince people to go on the dark web and have a dark web party so we can be there but then we're we would never do it ourselves and you know that like if they were sitting at a desk or whatever you and i would be 10 feet away like looking but like still kind of covering our eyes and going like oh click that one oh gosh right something yeah that would just that's a lot to handle i think that's the spookiest thing about the dark web though is that you don't know what is real and what is fake 
Yep. So I would rather just sort of go, oh, it's all real and not go there. <laughs> and just go to yoga. <laughs> and just go to yoga <laughs> and literally pour buckets of sweat. Yes. Ugh, there's so much sweat inside a person. Well, those are my two stories. Um, the mystery of Dale. Don't know where Dale is. Where you at, Dale? Dale, if you're listening, sorry I added you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Grave robbers, if you're listening. Stop. I don't know. Yeah. I think you might be real because the fact that they haven't, with all the social media we have today from the 90s to today, and they haven't popped back up, I think they were smart enough to be like, let's stop it here because yeah. with all the technology now, they'll find out who we are. Probably right. I, I That's just my theory. I would think it was real because it's like, why? Like it, it just seems like such a specific thing to joke about. I feel like it's real. Yeah, might be. Gross. You can go to the site. I don't have the site written down, but you can actually go to the site and people offer any kind of speculation or any information that they have about this anonymous grave robber. And you can go to a website that I like called youtube.com and you can search for <laughs> videos and all sorts of fun stuff. You can also go to another website called the scavengersnetwork.com ah. and support us and our Patreon that we have going right now. That's right. You can go to patreon.com slash the scavengers network and become a member of the scavengers network Patreon at the $1 level, $2, $5, $10, or $20 and help us grow this adorable little network <laughs> <laughs> yeah the more funding we get the more fun things that all the shows can do including us i mean we've been out and investigated a few things and gone and met some spooky scary great people like doug jones yeah and we did smelled Iv elvira but didn't talk to her and yeah we'd love to do more yeah i think we're we're lucky to live in columbus because we're kind of close to a lot of good haunted locations yes within driving distance so yeah maybe if we get funding we can go to there go go to theirs and then start <laughs> uh shooting some videos well hey we'd like to thank eli rexford chambers for writing the music you heard at the beginning middle and end of our show you can find eli uh in his corporeal form on social media at eli who does music and right now eli is submitting to be uh a feature on the tiny desk concert series so yes, go check it out eli. yeah Go, Eli, and support his stuff. Go check it out. We'd also like to thank everybody at the Scavengers Network family. Such a supportive group of people. Great new shows on there, like I Don't Know Radio. Um, <laughs> uh, you threw me off now. Because I said woo? Yeah. Uh, here, I'll do it backwards. <laughs> Now you sound like a ghost. Okay. But yeah, great shows. Check them out. Great group of people. Chat them up. Support the Patreon. They're great. They are great. And we'd like to thank each and every one of you for listening to our show and helping us spread the word and being so supportive. Uh, we're very lucky to have each and every one of you guys on the spooky rat boat with us. Yes. Well, until next week, have a Europa kind of a Thursday. Have a grave robbing Wednesday. Yeah, but put everything back where you found it. <laughs> All right. Or else. Or else. Or we'll push you into the furnace with Dale. Or we'll stretch in front of you and show you how we're not that good at yoga still. But it's okay. Because every day's a new day. <laughs> and we are learning. Have a spooky week. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.
I am so hungry. I could eat everything. Lens? I could eat everything too. I could eat one more thing than Lindsay could eat. One more thing than Lindsay's everything. I am so hungry. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Hi, I'm Morgan Spatola, the host of Morgan Needs a Podcast, which is a podcast about cats. Uh, okay, Morgan, great delivery. Love the energy, but that's just, that's just not true. Can you take that line again, please? <clears throat> okay, um, I'm the host of Morgan Needs a Podcast, a podcast about the evolutionary advantages of gizzards. Morgan, what? Okay, okay, it's a podcast about... Uh, bosons and other elementary particles? A podcast about strange colored milk? It's about doing crimes for people you like. Beer. It's about beer. Cactus safety. How to properly retrieve a dropped burrito from a sewer drain. It's about, uh... All right, Morgan, we're three hours into this ad recording, and I'm starting to think that you don't actually have a podcast. I don't. That's the whole point. I'm trying to find one, and I want people to join me every month so we can figure this whole thing out together. That's why it's called Morgan Needs a Podcast. Part of the Scavengers Network, and available wherever you get your podcasts.